Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, Winning Strategies for a Thriving Landscaping Business, available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Green Industry Podcast, a show where we help you take your business to the next level. Today is part two with my conversation with BJ Wallace in Australia, down under. On yesterday's program, BJ shared a story how he went from a dead-end job that he didn't like uh, where he felt like he was just a number and, you know, didn't feel like they cared about him as a person and his family, ended up going full-time into his lawn mowing and his uh, gardening business, as they call it in Australia. And yesterday, uh, BJ shared some heavy news with us of, of, of kind of what happened in his family this past year and how his um, community there in Australia is rallying behind him and how him and his You've got about a team of five people, him and his wife and three full-time employees, and they are um, on the grind and, and, and making it happen there. So we just started getting into the nooks and crannies on the tail end of yesterday's programming about BJ's business. So we're going to get right into the conversation. Uh, but again, if you want any context of BJ's full story, you might want to go back to yesterday's program, listen to that first, and then hop in here to part two so you're all caught up on context. But without further ado, let's continue the conversation with my boy BJ from Australia. And then for the turf, what kind of grass do you guys have in that climate down there? Uh, so we, we mainly have uh, blue cooch, uh, wintergreen. Um, it's, it's like a very thin, short, it's kind of like a stadium turf. Um, and then we have like Empire Zoises and oh, wow. that and uh, Buffalo and uh, yeah, it's we've got we've got a fair few. We have something called Kayuku. I don't know if um, we don't really get a lot of the the cold season grasses like down south. Um, so they have a totally different like our predominantly we're we're all cooch up here, um, and down south they have mainly buffalo and um, and this stuff called. Kayuku, which I've I've barely even seen up here. So yeah, it's that's why it's so weird. Like you travel to different parts of the country and travel to different countries and things are just completely different. Oh yeah. America, even in America, Florida and Georgia, um, here in the southern part of the country is way different than it is up where you were in, in Wisconsin and Illinois and, and um Kentucky and, and even in Tennessee. Um, it's, it's just a whole different world for us. Um, they have cooler season turf. We have warm season turf. They have big trees that are like, that don't really require much maintenance. We have all kinds of trees that need pruning every year. And then obviously the hedges every week during growing season. So I wanted to pick your brain about the billing, um, about how do you charge? What do you charge? Um, cause with your climate and everything, do customers pay you per service per month, prepay, uh, day of service. How, how do you guys do your billing and what's kind of the, um, the mainstream um, things that guys that are running a successful, profitable, you know, long lasting businesses. What's the best practice in Australia for the business side of things? So in, in regards to best practice, I think people who uh, have constant 
work. Um, so they're prepared for the winter and, you know, our summers are incredibly like, we just don't stop. Um, our what growing what season, months are your summers? Cause we're, we're, we're talking, you're talking Spanish to me. Uh, so, so we, so in here in Queensland, so we've only got like three months that are a bit cooler and we're right in the middle now. Um, so we, we've only got another month and we, we're going to have to look into, you know, basically ramping up our services. Um, so yeah, there's three months of winter here in Queensland. I think down South there's probably four. Um, and then the rest is all growth periods. So it's like, so June, July, August, September, and then, then it starts to really kick off down South and, and, you know, Towards September, we'll start doing our, our turf sprays and trying to hit those broadleaf weeds and things like that. I think that's where a lot of we have, we just have such diverse businesses here. You've got guys that only work maybe two or three days during winter, and they'll make all their money during summer. Um, you've got some guys that the suburbs are you know different prices in different suburbs. It's just it's bizarre. I don't know if you guys have the same or if you guys have like a a standard where most people in a in a suburb would work too, but we, you go from suburb to suburb and the, the price of a lawn can change from $60 a service to, to $40 and then to $80 and then back down. It's, um, it's, it's bizarre. Like being on like the forum that we have here, LMCA, it, um, it really goes to show that there is no set price. Uh, it's just basically what people are willing to pay. So we, we normally, so our, our lawns, we have a couple that are weekly and they're like, pre, like premium acreage that we, we cut. Um, but the majority are fortnightly, um, this is when I was doing residential. Uh, so you do a fortnightly cut all summer and then you'd have three months where you can, you could probably not cut the lawn for, you know, two months. Wow. And that's, that's when things get, get hard when you have staff and things like that. If you're not prepared, you haven't got what do you do for your three and, guys? Um, how, how do you pay them in, in June, July, and August and September? Well, so my winter months are usually my better money months because the villages, the way I've set my business up, the villages and the commercial jobs, they all need mulching. We do big garden cleanups. So we'll just basically tear a whole garden out, put it back together. Um, we, we mulch like, um, we'll do, you know, 90 cubic meters of mulch at one site. We'll do a hundred cubic meters at another. And, you know, they're, they're quite big for a couple of guys. We'll just hire a mate with a, a bobcat to come and give it a bit of a spread around. And then you know, we'll just do the detailing work. But yeah, that's, that's where we make most of our money during the year is actually on our, on our big bulk. Um, and we do have a few little landscape projects that we do. Like we'll, we'll do, um, you know, fixing garden beds and doing the edging and stuff like that. But yeah, basically mulching is the big ticket item in winter for us. Um, that sort of stuff here in summer in like 40 degree heat is just, I'm at our 40 degree, <laughs> our 40 degree Celsius. I have no idea what it is Fahrenheit, but yeah, it's, it's hot. It's very hot. So, but yeah, mulch, mulching in the heat is not good because yeah, you don't really want to be breathing in that steam. It's, it's not good for you. Yeah. So what I hear you say is you, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm misunderstanding. 
your three full-time guys work for you year round and they're, they're mowing during peak season yeah. and, and trimming. And then in the off season, you're flinging mulch. Yeah. Flinging mulch and, and tearing down gardens. And uh, we do a bit of tree trimming, but we try to stick away from that. And we have people that we, we get in to do those big ticket items. Um, so yeah, we will do our, our spray, spray jobs and things like that on the way into winter and on the way out. And that's us. So we, we really, we're kind of lucky that the work doesn't stop with the way that I've set up with these villages. Um, and like, I really did struggle to find consistent work when it was just residential, but there's guys out there that are absolutely balling with, with residential work. They, they'll have like 160 customers and then they'll get a casual in during summer. And then in winter they'll go on, holiday and they'll make you know not as much but you know they're still having a good time so do you uh, guys you have a team of four essentially you and your three employees do you run two two-man crews or do you want you know one three-man crew and you're in the office and doing quotes or, or, or what's your um structure with the assembly of your crews so it's it's transitioned um we we were like, I was a two man crew. Um, and then I sort of backed away. I, everything was sort of putting out fires with all these villages was like, you know, became a priority and making sure everyone was happy. So I, I do do jobs. Um, I'll, I'll go and hit like a couple of acres here, a couple of acres there. And I've got a 40 acre property that I mow once a fortnight in summer. And that, that keeps me busy. And then I'll come home and I'll do paperwork and my wife's the bookkeeper. So essentially I got five people. I feel, okay. bad. I feel bad. She's, she's the brains of the operation. I'm, I'm the muscle. She's the brain. So she's in the but, air conditioning. Um, yeah. So, um, the other two boys that they have, um, a truck and trailer, they'll do, um, a couple of my smaller villages and they'll, they'll do a few of my commercials um, and that keeps them busy all week. And then I have another guy who's situated full-time at one village. So he's there every day of the week. And um, then I get a casual in two days a week as well. And then, yeah, like I said, I, I kind of float around. It's It's been a hard transition. It, it was weird at the start because I felt like I wasn't achieving anything. And um, it, it just has sort of flipped. And I'm like, geez, I'm really, I don't have that much time left during the day. Like, I don't think I could fit much more in. So it'll be interesting to see what this summer brings because um, I've done a lot of networking like uh, over the last sort of six months and uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot more calls and it's, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how many people I actually end up with at the end of next season. What would you say, BJ, to somebody who's in at the beginning of the program, you mentioned you worked at a job and, and when you had your accident, you, they re, you realize that you were a number, they, they didn't truly care for you, probably the way you hopefully care for these, these gentlemen that work for you. Um, and now you're fully transitioned into the new problems when you run a business, like you said, you're putting out all these fires and you got to, you got to keep yeah. all these customers happy. Cause really when you work for a big company, you have one customer essentially, which is your company. You just, you just got to make sure they're happy. But now when you have all these customers, you know, plus your employees, you're, there's a lot more responsibility on your shoulders, but what would you say as someone who's transitioned from a full-time job to being a full-time small business owner? Um, what, what are your thoughts now that you're in the thick of it? I think uh, 
networking in this business is key. Um, most of my my big business has come from networking. It hasn't come from advertising. It hasn't come from uh, you know Facebook and things like that. It's actually come from networking with uh, just people, customers, like getting to know your customers properly and spending an extra two or three minutes, you know, just chatting to them. And it, you never know. Um, so an $80 loan of mine turned into a $160,000 a year contract. So wow. thing, things like that, um, I really I always turn back to networking as, as the key. Um, and also um, just don't be afraid of the word no. Uh, when you're first starting out, that was my problem. I never wanted to approach anyone because I just didn't, I didn't like that word no. I didn't want to hear it because it kind of is a kick in the guts but it's definitely a part of business. It, it, it is huge part of business now. Like, you know, some of the quotes I've put in, I've been so excited to put them in. I've taken a week to do them. These big proposals, I'm like, yeah, I've got this. And then you get the the big no and it's like, oh, but it's a part of business and, and you just can't be afraid of it. And the other thing is knowledge is not a heavy burden to carry. So you just just vacuum up as much knowledge from as many people around you as, as possible. And, and with that also bring as many people around you as possible that sort of are excelling. Uh, I only noticed it in the last couple of months, the amount of people that I have around me that are hitting these peaks and always ex- exceeding their expectations. And I'm like, Whoa, I need to play catch up. I want to be, I want to be there. I want to make sure that, you know, they don't get too far ahead of me. So that that's sort of my key things, and yeah, like just reach out. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, there's there's groups in every country that that cater to our needs, and you know, yeah, just get it. And what would you say to my friends here in in the United States who uh, have the Equip Expo this October in their backyard, and and they have uh, you know more excuses than than uh, my cousin in jail, so. <laughs> you sitting here going 18 hours on a on one of them airplanes, you know, snug in your chair there. Uh, what would you say to folks who who have equipped, you know, within a day's drive uh, who, who haven't gone yet? Because believe it or not, there's a ton of our listeners. They haven't even gone to the Equip Expo once. And you you made the biggest sacrifice that I've ever I've never met someone who made more of a sacrifice. Now, from the financial perspective, that's that's incredible that Skag was able to to pick up the bill there, but still, you spent a ton of time away from your business and your family and jet lag and all of that. So, what what do you have to say <laughs> that you've experienced Equip? Um, what would you say to folks who who have a much easier path to get there? Uh, definitely take that opportunity up. Um, you you never know who you're going to meet. You never know the connections that you may make. Um, and realistically, it's just a fun thing to do um that there's like 30 acres of toys to play on outside there's probably about the same amount of space on the inside like it's it's just an incredible thing to see um and yeah i think networking with people that may be in your area they might not be in your area they might know someone who's in your area um the amount of people i spoke to i have no idea how your businesses work over there but when i left i was like it's it's a pretty cool. It's it's just it's same. It's they say in Thailand, same same but different. So <laughs> it's it, that was what it was like. We we I walked away with like a a little bit more knowledge and yeah, just a, a 
bigger and better respect for the industry because it is so big and it's, you know, I, I'm not like a landscaping guru and things like that, but yeah, they, they just have something for everyone there. Fantastic. Well, nice, nice uh, feedback there and comments. I'm glad that it was, it was worth your time. Is there anything else we're, we're leaving out here that, that you want to express to, to my audience? Um, mate, well, thank you for, for taking, so like taking your time out to actually call someone, you know, 18 hours away, like that, that really means a lot to me to, to jump on another podcast. And if any of the listeners want to jump over and, and leave some feedback, we might not be everyone's cup of tea. Um, but there are some really funny moments. Um, we, we make sure in our podcast that we, uh, give you the bad, and there's some beef that goes on here in Australia that we're, we're not afraid to get involved with. So if you like a good laugh, uh, come and join us on the skull sessions every, every Monday. And, uh, yeah, I hope to, um, I hope to come over again soon and, and maybe catch up with some more people. Uh, it was cool to catch up with Mitchell as was with you. Um, Mitchell I met Gordy. Spencer and, um, his crew that were there. Um, now, Spencer, I, I missed out on Spencer and TQ or Spencer, um, Bosley, Spencer, uh, which Spencer? Oh, now, now you put me on the spot. I don't know. We, we have, <laughs> we have a, we have a SB mowing and we have a Spencer lawn care. Uh, with him I think it was wife. Spencer's lawn care okay. and his wife. Yeah. They were yeah. pink and green shirts or uh, yep. Yep. yellow. Oh man. The worst thing was, cause I'm, I'm quite close. Like we use a lot of Ballard products over here. Oh wow. Um, and I missed out on Corey. I, I literally, I walked outside of my hotel with my bags and I saw Corey go past uh. with his wife in his, in his big Corey mobile. And I was like, just wave to him. I'm like, Hey, I'm in America for the first and maybe only time. And he's, he's, I just saw him wave out the window. I was like, Oh geez. He, he, he's <laughs> and a- Kenny Morris from Stripe Life. I was supposed to meet up with him on the hustle stand and it was just too much. Like it was just too much stuff to see. We only had two days there and I was just, I was just all over the place. And I just, I was hung up. So hung over the second day, Uh-oh. the second day that I met you, I was, um, yeah, I was a bit hung over. The guys from Vanguard took me out and, um, yeah. I didn't feel very well. Those parties are pretty crazy over there. Yeah. I, I tell everyone lay, lay low on all that while you're there. Cause you only get one shot at equip and so many guys, <laughs> they, you know, they're busy all year running their business and they get one, one night, you know, away and they go buck wild. And then the next day at equip, they, they don't get the full experience. <laughs> so, well, I, I came, I still came. So yeah. And thanks for introducing me, uh, introducing yourself to me. And, and that was a, that was a special moment for me to get to meet someone from Australia. I, uh, that's a huge sacrifice. And I hope to make it to Australia uh, one of these days and, and we can fire up that roadcaster pro two in person. And, and uh, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, you can show me a little bit of Australia. I definitely want to uh, it's on my bucket list to to get to see that beautiful island. So, yeah, nice. And if you can get the saying started, so we have a bit of slang over here, and um, we call our whippersnippers whippersnippers. So you guys call them string trimmers or line trimmers or whatever. We call our whippersnippers whippersnippers. And now we've actually transitioned over to bipper dippers. So uh, <laughs> we we we've got a guy who uh, makes a similar product to a Darwin's grip and it's actually called a whipper gripper. 
and it's uh, put a whipper gripper on your bipper dipper. So there you go. It's it's a primo product, and yeah, it's awesome. So if you can get that bipper dipper thing going, we've we've had it going in um, Stripe Life before. So um, yeah, we, I haven't managed to get kick it off in in stagnation or anything yet. So. Hopefully, hopefully this helps. <laughs> I had, I had, um, for years I had an Australian family that was a customer of mine and, uh, they, they were, they were very, very, uh, polite, sweet people. Um, very, 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 very nice people. So, um, I enjoyed. Were they super, super chilled, super laid back? <laughs> yeah. And they didn't know anything about American culture. So we had, they didn't, and they were wealthy. And so their next door neighbor, I don't know how. Like what, what sports are popular in Australia? Uh, so we have NRL, which is the national rugby league. We have AFL, uh, cricket's quite po- popular. Soccer's popular. So, yeah. Okay. Well here in America, the national football league, like um, American football, not, not the one you yep. kick. We call that yep. soccer, but the one, yep. the one that you throw and guys wear tights and they run out there and tackle each other kind of like rugby, but American football. So their their next door neighbor was a guy named Kyle Shanahan, who he's the head coach now of the San Francisco 49ers football team. Um, but he was the one of the assistant coaches of the Atlanta Falcons, the, the offensive coordinator. And, and he was their next door neighbor. And they didn't have a clue. How, like, <laughs> you know, in, in the sports world, if you say Kyle Shanahan Everybody who follows NFL football immediately knows, oh, that's, you know, arguably one of the top five coaches in the NFL. Like, he's a he's a celebrity. They didn't have a clue who he was. So he he would always come over because their dog would go in his garage all the time. And he'd come over and he'd be like, hey, man, your dog's in my garage. And I I think he thought I lived there because I don't know. He, he didn't like connect <laughs> that I was just the the guy that mowed the grass. But I would be like, yeah, it's Kyle Shanahan. I was like, all right, you know, I'd go get, you know, act like I live there and get the dog or whatever. But um, just they, so you could go in his garage. <laughs> yeah, and he, I mean, he he was he was just a really cool guy. He just sit there and listen to like rap music and shoot hoops with his son and stuff and 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 wave at me. But I knew who he was. I respected. Okay, this guy's a a celebrity. They didn't know who he was, and and uh, <laughs> so anyway, they had the Super Bowl, and. The uh, the Atlanta Falcons, who he coached for, lost. It was uh, twenty eight to three. They were winning, and then the New England Patriots came back and beat them. It was an epic comeback. Tom Brady won, and and uh, New England won. So a couple days, it was maybe the next day or two days later. Um, the coach was obviously grieving that they lost the game, and he had just gotten a job in another city. So um, Nathan, the the guy that lives there from Australia. He walks over and, and he's clueless. He he doesn't uh, he doesn't know who his neighbor is because of the Australian culture or whatever. And he's like, "How you doing, mate?" And talking to him, he's, "I'm good, man." He's like, <laughs> he said, he says to him, "Hey, uh, did you watch that Super Bowl? I think it might have been the day after, whatever." And the coach just like staring at him, like that's inappropriate to ask me, you know. <laughs> and uh, so Kyle Shanahan says to him, "Yeah, you could say that." Because he he realized his Australian neighbor was clueless and wasn't being a smart smart Alex, so he's like, yeah, you could say something like that. And eventually, I found this out and I told him, I was like, Nathan, do you know who your neighbor is? He's like, that's Kyle Shanahan. I explained it to him. He was so embarrassed. He like looked him up on the internet and he couldn't believe it. And by that time, he had moved 
Kyle Shanahan had moved out to San Francisco, so he never got to apologize. Oh, man. We, we uh, I don't know. Sometimes people forget that famous people are people too. They have feelings. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, I think in a good way, not knowing your neighbor's famous, you just treat them like a regular guy. But he, he said the wrong thing at the wrong time. And uh, thankfully, Nathan's wife was one probably the most beautiful girl in or in Atlanta Australia you must have beautiful women over there some cuz this woman was um so i think Kyle Shanahan would usually come over to see her not me cuz he'd always <laughs> he, I, I, I don't know anyway yeah, we definitely I stayed out of all that business here. but yeah but i felt this i felt the same when i was walking over to you i, I had to like i i was like oh that's that's Paul Jameson i'll i'll just go and say good day and um i just walked over and then you're like Experience the ultimate home services industry event at the 2023 huge convention in Nashville. Join Naylor Talifero, John Page, and myself at Podrow for exclusive insights and interviews with 130 plus vendors, focused breakout sessions, and ideas worth $10,000 or more to your business. This convention is a game changer. Don't miss out. Register now by clicking the link in the show notes and secure your spot at the premier convention for business education in the home service industry. You're out there in the field, mowing lawns, making money, working hard, but for every dollar you make, you're worried. Worried that you spend too much, worried that you won't make payroll, or worried you'll generate a big financial mistake. Simply put, you don't know your numbers. You're not alone. The Landscaping Bookkeeper has helped dozens of eager lawn care owners organize their numbers, learn the language of business, and build a solid financial foundation. Start your journey from simply earning money to creating a long-lasting source of income today by scheduling a free 15-minute phone call at thelandscapingbookkeeper.com. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Are you for, for real? Like, is that your real accent? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, this is how I talk every day. And you were like, nah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you you did a really good Australian accent. And I was like, wait a minute. And I looked at your name tag. I think it I think it might have had a, a Australian uh city or something. Yeah. And I was like, okay, you're you're being legit. BJ Wallace. <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh it was cool, man. And um I after I walked away, I was like, should I have done that? And I was like, with the other two guys, like Rob, Rob and Scott, like Scotty Osborne that I was with, he's like the dealer of the year um, here in Australia for Skag. And, and like uh, Rob, he's, um, he's like the distribution. He's like the Skag man here in Australia. So um, I was like, oh, do you guys know who that is? And they're like, no. Nah. I'm like, that's Paul Jameson, man. And they're like, oh, were you supposed to talk to him? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm new here. Awesome. Well, what else do you want to uh, share as we as we land the plane here? Um, we, we've covered the Skull Session podcast comes out on Mondays. Um, you guys can listen to that on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, and they upgraded to the Roadcaster Pro Two, so you'll have a good good yeah. sound. I I hate the Blue Yeti mic, and, and I, that's like my least favorite mic. So I'm glad you made the oh. upgrade. 
a huge upgrade too. Like we we had some we had some trouble with that mic. There's some there's a couple of episodes there that we just had no sound, and we we would have like a banger of an episode, yeah. and then we'd have to go back and do the same thing. And like I don't know how many times you've lost audio, but it's it's horrible. Like you just don't have that same you don't have that same panache. <laughs> that you had it yeah. just it goes away so you got to try and find it again i lost it one, uh, twice probably but one time was notable i went to the toro company um which is the you know the biggest mowing distributor in america the toro company and i it was uh the um the whole facility was shut down during 2020 so that we go into this parking lot where there's usually thousands of cars or, you know, close to a hundred, I don't know, hundreds of thousands. The place is gigantic. It's like a city and there's like no parking. There's no, no cars there. Everyone was sent home to work from home. So they literally opened up the Toro company just for the green industry podcast. And like all the lights are out. Like they got to like turn on lights just for us, like walk down the hallway. There was like five people in the building, the the lady who was helping us and the, the people I interviewed. So I, I told my friend, John Pajak, I was like, listen, I'll pay you, John. I'll, I'll pay for your hotel. I'll buy you Chipotle. I'll do whatever you want. If, <laughs> if you will come and, and, and record this podcast for me. I was like, and I, and he's like, sure, man, he's, he's a great friend. So I sit him down in the hotel the night before and I give him a pep talk. I, I sit him in the corner of the hotel room and I'm all serious. I'm like, listen, this is the biggest episode of my career. Like this is the Toro company. And I, I'm all the way here. And I was like, you got one job. Just just make sure you record the episode because John's a talker. He, he can get, he'll start talking to someone. He'll get in La La Land fast. And so um, I was like, you got one job. You understand? He's like, I got it, Paul. I, I can do it. And so uh, we go to the tour on the next day again. No one's there. They, they roll the red carpet out for us. I interview um, the former CEO's son and then and, and Jared, who's a big shot over there and, and, uh, we, you know, we have a banger of an episode. These guys are in rare form, banger of an episode. And I look at the, at the time it was a roadcaster one. It was the previous version. And I look down at the timestamp and it says zero, 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 zero. And I realize at first, and I look at John out of the corner of my eye and he looks down at it and his face turns ghost white. I mean, he, I thought he was going to drop over dead in, in the moment. He just, cause he realized he forgot to hit record and so I had to tell the guys at Toro, I said, hey, um, that was a banger. That was good. But uh, can we redo it? And uh, oh, anyway, that's a killer, isn't it? It was, it was so embarrassing. And thankfully, uh, John's still one of my best friends. I forgave him. And um, and uh, Toro, you know, now it's just a funny joke. And uh, so whatever. But that's that's good. Like we we had a we had someone who was helping us when we first started did maybe the first 10 episodes and then um, it was actually uh, a partner of, of Ben's in catch pro and, um, and they had a falling out and, and he left and, and like, I was just left holding the Cause Ben's like, I got no idea what I'm doing. And I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> and, and like I said, we had, we had a phone and we had a microphone we had no set. We're only just now starting to get like a set going. Like I, I built a, a little table um, for, for our new mics and stuff like that. So, but no, like I said, we're, we're super casual. Um, you know, he's, he'll wear Ugg boots and he, he smokes. So 
he'll have a durry. We call them durries over here. He'll have a okay. durry while he's while he's on the podcast, and you know it it is what it is. But um, no, we we're just trying to have some fun over here. That's all. Nice. Well, it's it's great catching up with you. I know it's it's getting late over there now. It's just the sun's just starting to rise here, so. I'm going to go on my, my morning walk here, but I really appreciate you. They gave me this medicine. I had a, a an itch all over my arm. I got bit by some kind of insect. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. It's It's been crazy. Like all these bumps are on my arm. And um, anyway, I had to go to the urgent care and they gave me a steroid shot to to try to help with all the redness and itching and everything. And that steroid shot made me so hyper. So I like couldn't sleep. I'm just like, I'm just laying in my bed and I feel like Superman because whatever they put in this shot, it's like I want to go like bench press or like run a marathon or do something. And that's uh, awesome. <laughs> so so I thought I was like, you know what? I, I'll just go start podcasting. But I, I just like was like, there's no way BJ is going to be even see this in time. But I was like, I'll just shoot him a message to see if he's up because I yeah. know I knew it was I could maybe catch you before you go to bed. And then you you immediately reply. I was like, man, thanks Thanks for being flexible and uh, squeezing one in here. I know we talked about doing this essentially since he quit, but I appreciate your patience. No, nah, that's cool, man. I was really excited. I saw your email. I looked at my wife. I was like, you got the kids tonight? And she's like, I'm good. So she's up there putting the kids to bed and I just shot downstairs. So nah, I really appreciate you having me on, man. It's it's cool. And uh, yeah, I can tick this one off my box and maybe I can uh, get, get on to Corey's next and yeah, talk, don't don't be shy. Um, Corey and Leroy Mains they have a really good podcast called the Green Grind Podcast. Don't don't be shy. Just keep reaching out to him. Corey's a big 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 fish, so he's he's harder to communicate with than me, as you know. He, he, <laughs> well, Corey Corey's been on our podcast before. So okay, we've, yeah. So we've had we've had Corey and Kenny Morrison. So maybe maybe we'll get you in and. Uh, yeah, I don't know how we're going to make that work because making this one work was hard enough. But yeah, we, we, we don't mind staying up late. So I think we did Corey's one at, at something like 11.30 at night over here. It was, it was late. I didn't get home until like 12.30, 1 o'clock in the morning. So dedication, that's what it's about. Yeah, well, he's... <laughs> Content he's, creation. He's uh, he's definitely an inspiring fellow. I've, I've got to hang out with him at some of the events and not only did he build a... A, a multi multi millionaire lawn business that he sold for a boatload of money, boatload of money. He then he built a manufacturing business making all the equipment, and that thing's master. I mean, he's done it. He, he's he's just very very smart. He's he's built a yeah a gigantic um product and a gigantic service based business. So he's, in my opinion, he's the smartest guy in the industry to talk to because he understands the the whole spectrum of this industry. So anytime you get yeah, to chat well, with him is awesome. It goes to show like we're, we're all, we're running Ballard blades over here now. So catch bros, they're, they're, you know, Corey's reselling some of Ben's stuff and, and Ben's reselling some of Corey's stuff. So we, we've, we're lucky enough that they've made their little collaboration and that now we have like dry wraps and uh, we had Darwin's grips, um, you know, all these little things, advanced shoot systems, yeah, all these things that really sort of, you know, just make work a little bit, a little bit nicer. Another thing is Corey's proactive with social media. That's how y'all probably found him. That's how you found me. That's how we, we, we've connected. And a lot of these old farts at these companies don't, you know, they don't really get social <laughs> media 
And and every yep. single morning when I'm getting on Instagram, hey guys, Corey Ballard here. Hey guys, Corey Ballard. Every single day, not a day goes by, I don't see Corey <laughs> Ballard. I told him, you got to get your wife on there more, Lindsay. She's more um, yep. <laughs> charming to look at than your ball. But anyway. Uh, but um, how big are his guns though? Oh, he's, I, he's jacked, isn't he? Oh, those triceps are gonna break his shirt, man. He's he's in <laughs> he's in great great shape. He likes to work up early, go to the gym, and all that. But um, he he takes social media very seriously, and uh, it's such a uh productive um revenue for his business because everybody knows Corey Ballard, everybody knows Ballard products. And um, he's making the same stuff as as all his competitors. It's just he's getting the market share because he's where the people are. So I I just yeah. think there's so much um, good that he's doing. So yeah, no, it's huge. Yep. All right, man. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get hit my morning walk, and I'll let you yeah, you dude. finish up the evening. Thanks for making the time, and we'll cool. definitely stay in touch, guys. Go support BJ's podcast, The Skull Sessions. Podcast, yep. lawn care skull sessions, lawn care lawn skull care sessions, and uh, give give that a give that a follow. Take a listen now that they got the Roadcaster two and uh, good mics. <laughs> <laughs> and follow me at TBL Property Maintenance over there on Instagram. Say that one more time. TBL Property Maintenance on Instagram or the Bearded Lawnsman. Both okay. of them work. Got it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Cool. I'm going to send this over to my, I got a, a producer who uh, chops it all up and edits it. And uh, is it Mr. Producer? Yeah, Mr. Producer. <laughs> yeah. So what he'll do is he's going to make it into a part A and a part B because we went an hour and my show's 30 oh, minutes. Sweet. So uh, cool. yeah, and it will come out probably next Monday and then next Tuesday. So the, the episodes for this week, he's already got like pre-published pre-scheduled and yep. published so they they automatically come out but um these will come out next monday and tuesday so awesome man thank you so much yeah thanks for being flexible and, and spontaneous no it's cool man that's how we roll we're uh yeah we that's how we do things over here in australia <laughs> awesome well thanks for your time man and we'll we'll be in touch awesome man all right see you hopefully i'll get back over there see you bud bye bye well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, man. We've been on fire. Last uh, few episodes have been really good. We talked with um, Justin Rogers uh, in Louisiana. Uh, we did a part A, part B with him. He was on a roll. And uh, now uh, BJ down in Australia. And uh, I wish I would have got to spend more time with him when he was in Louisville. Uh, but he's definitely uh, a cool gentleman. You can obviously tell he's got an incredible work ethic and uh, really a vision for his company and uh, just the um, holes in the market that he's seeing with these villages and and just the leader uh, that he's becoming there in the community in Australia. So of course, uh, if you want more BJ, uh, check out his podcast. Mr. Producer will put um, information to his podcast in today's show notes. Um, and th those Australian accents, man, they're they're definitely. Uh, I feel like in America we're kind of bland. Uh, I guess down south you got Jason Creoles and. You know, they, they, they kind of are entertaining to listen to, but I, I just like listening to people from the UK, from Australia. Uh, they, they got more um, zest or they, they just got a little bit more um, uh, smoothness to, to the way they talk. It's just, it's so um, smooth. I don't, I don't know. It's cool. Maybe if I had an accent like that, I'd already be married, Mr. Producer. What do you think? <laughs>
<laughs> he's, he's like, okay, all right, all right. Forget that I even asked. But uh, anyways, great catching up with BJ and uh, thanks for his patience. Uh, right after the Equip Expo, I'm like, yeah, let's hop on a podcast. And, and here we are, you know, seven, eight months later. But uh, hey, we made it happen and uh, definitely uh, look forward to Lord willing one day getting to, to be in Australia with in person with BJ and, and all y'all who are in Australia who track with our show. Um, I'll, I'll give you plenty of heads up before I'm headed that way, but I'd love to do an Australia tour and Australia meetup. So it's definitely um, something that we'd like to do down the road. So of course, we'll uh, keep you updated on all of that. In regards to the Equip Expo, uh, you can save yourself $87.50 by using the coupon code Paul full price for this year's trade shows, only $100. However, they have early bird pricing going on um, through September 7th, 2023. And if you use the coupon code Paul, uh, you'll get an extra 50% off, which will make your grand total $12.50. If you use coupon code, you register between or before September 7th. So if you have not already got your Equip Expo tickets, get those today. Click on the link in the show notes. Use coupon code Paul. Get that all squared away for only $12.50. Well, thanks for listening to today's program. If you're not following the Green Street Podcast, we ask you to please smash that follow button, especially in Apple Podcasts. we got a whole bunch of y'all who listen, but you're not actually following the show. And uh, we sure would appreciate it. It helps with the algorithm when you do follow. Uh, so, and, and, or subscribe, follow, whatever, whatever terminology you want to use. But, but it means you're, you're, you're going to stay up to date with the future episodes that come out. Uh, rather than you kind of manually searching it out, it will um, get you, I don't know, subscribe, following, wh- whatever. That stuff beyond my pay grade other than I know um, that Naylor told me it's important. So, so. But hit that follow button. All right, guys, thanks for listening and hope to catch you on the next episode. Don't miss your chance to level up at the 2023 Equip Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. From October 17th through 20th, you can explore the best in landscaping and hardscaping across the 1,000 exhibits. Make the most of this event and use my promo code POLL to save a whopping 50% off your registration. Just check out the link in our show notes and let the growth of your business take center stage at the Equip Expo. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.